Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You know, I've tried to be optimistic about the Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion Project. That if this project couldn't get built, then what chance would any other project have? This was an expansion uh, of an existing pipeline. This is certainly a needed project. It has federal approval. It has the NEB behind it. It has uh, court decisions behind it. No reason why this shouldn't get built. But it is undeniable today that there was less cause for optimism. It doesn't mean that the project is scuttled, but there are a lot of questions now suddenly going forward. Yesterday, Kinder Morgan announced that they have uh, suspended non-essential spending on this project until and unless we can get some clarity on its future. Understandably, the company is not willing to pour billions more into a project that may not happen. They're pointing to the uncertainty caused by the B.C. government and threats of endless court challenges around this project. So they're looking for a clear path forward, and you can't blame them for wanting that. Now, the Prime Minister today, speaking in Montreal, adamant that the project will go ahead. This is all a package together, and I had a long conversation with uh, Premier Horgan last night in which I uh, impressed upon him the importance of uh, working together and respecting the federal responsibility for uh, protecting things that are in the national interest. Uh, This is a pipeline in the national interest, and it will get built. So that from the Prime Minister today. So as you heard, he spoke with B.C. Premier John Horgan, but uh, last we'd heard uh, from John Horgan, this is not something he was backing down on. The government of Alberta can do and should do whatever it feels necessary. I am going to get up tomorrow morning. Uh, the House will be reconvened, and we're going to talk about the things that matter to British Columbians, making life more affordable, ensuring that the services that they depend on are there for them when they need it. So... This is, a, I, I think, a turning point here. This is the moment of truth. Are, are we serious as a country when it comes to building infrastructure? So you heard from the prime minister there. They stand by this project, and they remain confident it will be built. Joining us to talk about the federal government's position, what lies ahead for this project and other potential projects. Very pleased to welcome to the program Canada's Minister of Natural Resources, Jim Carr. Minister, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. My pleasure. Glad to be with you. So how did we get to this point? <laughs> well, we know that uh, pipeline politics aren't straight. Uh, they mm-hmm. have all kinds of uh, twists and turns. And we're at this point uh, because Kinder Morgan wants certainty in being able to see their project through. And there is uh, uncertainty in large measure because the government of British Columbia has threatened lawsuits or law actions. Uh, They have not framed questions. They have not named the court. And uh, the result is that there is uncertainty among the investors about whether or not they can see sufficient clarity to proceed. We say that Canada has deemed this project to be in Canada's interest for all the reasons that would be very well known to the people listening to us now, because of the jobs that it creates, because of the better price we get for our resources and because of the expansion of export markets so we're less reliant on the united states than we are now 99 percent of canada's exports of oil and gas go to the united states this pipeline will change that 
because of the $1.5 billion that we have invested in the Ocean Protection Plan and marine safety, all of which are important to Canadians, Indigenous consultations. So for all those reasons, we said this is good for Canada then, and we believe that it's good for Canada now. How significant is this development, though, in, in terms of the future of this project? Well, Kinder Morgan says it needs more certainty, and it's given a timeline of May the 31st, at which point their investors will make a decision. I gather from them that that's related to seasonal issues and construction issues, so they have to know by that time whether or not they want to considerably ramp up their spending. And we are strongly encouraging the government of British Columbia to withdraw threats of endless consultation. Canada, along with Kinder Morgan, uh, have uh, put motions in front of the National Energy Board when it seems as if unnecessary delays were being proposed. The National Energy Board has decided in favor of us. So we will continue to look at all possible ways in which the government of Canada can work with the government of Alberta and the proponent to meet our common objective, which is to have this pipeline built. Did it have to get to this point? Could more have been done to to avoid this situation? Well, uh, I don't know what more Canada could have done. We approved the project. We have intervened with the regulator when we thought it was necessary to intervene. And now we'll work with our willing partners to see what else reasonably can can be done to provide more clarity where the British Columbia government is uh, throwing clouds into a horizon that needs to be clearer than it is. And we'll work diligently to make sure that happens. Well... Yeah, well, if nothing more could have been done up until now, I suppose it begs the question of what can be done going forward. What are the options uh, that, that the government has at its disposal? We'll look at all options, financial, legal, regulatory, keeping in mind that what the British Columbia government has done so far is talk about consultation, about perhaps they'll frame a question to a court. What question? What court? So uh, they're working with indirection because they know that uh, the government of Canada has jurisdiction in this pipeline. That's been proven over and over again by courts, including the Supreme Court of Canada. So clearly we'll look very carefully at what uh, the British Columbia government actually does, but at the same time to work with Kinder Morgan and with the government of Alberta to determine what else we can all do to ensure that this project, which is in our country's interests, is successfully completed. And also to remind the government of British Columbia and anybody who's listening uh, that this is more than an issue just about a pipeline. This is about investor confidence in uh, the Western Canadian economy, about the value we put on our resources, the sense it makes to use the resources we have and to extract them responsibly and move them safely to expanded export markets. That's our goal, and we continue to work very hard to make sure that that goal will be achieved together. Well, the latest we've heard from BC's Premier is that they do not intend to change their approach. They do not intend to back down. So where, where does that leave us, potentially? Well, it leaves us where we are, which is to provide clarity. And we will uh, use the tools available to the government of Canada to provide that clarity. Does this embolden the, the BC government if their determination is to scuttle this project uh, to keep yeah. doing what they're doing? You know, I don't know. It's uh, it's hard for us to um, get into the minds of other governments. Uh, 
We know that these projects are by their very nature controversial, that people feel very passionately about them. Uh, We also know that there's only one government that speaks on behalf of all Canadians, and that's the government of Canada. We've deemed the project to be good for us, the country, and we will use the resources available to the government of Canada to ensure that the project is completed. Are there ways the federal government can put pressure on BC? Are there potential consequences for BC? Well, uh, we say to the government that uh, it should realize the impact uh, that uh, these prospective delays are having on the Canadian economy and on the British Columbia economy as well. They are rich and they have an abundance of natural resources. Uh, They're looking for investments from around the world. Investors are looking at Canada, looking at British Columbia, and it's very important that we send a message that Canada is open for business. It's open for business in the oil and gas industry, and this pipeline project is important for all of those reasons and the ones that I mentioned earlier on in the interview. Well, there seems to be a big concern at the moment, and this, I think, exacerbates that concern about investor confidence in Canada. What are the rules? Uh, What can get built? Uh, You know, a lot of big questions. So what's the message from this, this government? Well, our government? Yes. Our our message is we understand that. And uh, the Prime Minister was in Fort McMurray uh, just last week. Uh, I was with him, and we met with oil and gas workers. We met with CEOs of the major oil and gas companies in Alberta. Uh, And we heard their message, and they heard ours. Their message was that competitiveness matters and that market access is a huge issue. We said we understand that competitiveness matters and that market access is a big issue, which is one of the reasons we improved the Kinder Morgan pipeline. So we were uh, very happy to have that conversation with the oil and gas industry. I think they were appreciative that the Prime Minister was up there personally to talk to workers and to leaders within the industry to repeat the message and also to hear theirs and to give them the assurance that we hear their uh, concern. We hear that uh, it's important that the Government of Canada be clear on the importance of the sector to the national economy. And we not only said so, but we're demonstrating that through the support for this pipeline moving forward. Well, and I mean, there is concern uh, about the future of this particular project. We've heard from industry as well, concern about Bill uh, C-69 and what it might mean for future pipeline projects. So what would you say to that? Uh, We're very keen to get constructive criticism and amendments from uh, the sector and from other Canadians. Uh, It's a very important reform of environmental assessment. One of the objectives is to make the process more predictable, more certain for proponents than the old one was. Uh, And we're very interested in hearing about all positive suggestions that the industry may have. So our ears are wide open. Right. Minister, thank you for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. That is Jim Carr, Canada's Minister of Natural Resources. So they remain committed to this project. They are going to see it through, they say. What exactly they might do, I don't know that that's clear. So so that to me stood out. You know, the question of what could have been done differently up until now. Say we don't believe there is anything that could have been done differently, but something differently will be done now. So what might that be? Maybe we're in a, a situation where there is no clear answer. If the B.C. government chooses to, to dig in its heels as much as possible and just create uncertainty, what can be done to stop that? Can pressure be put on the B.C. government? Can consequences follow from, from that sort of action? 
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.